Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. Today's guest is the amazing Lee Tillman of Lee from America. And yes, I definitely asked her right off the bat where she came up with the name Lee from America because one of my utmost fascinations with entrepreneurs in the cyberspace is how did they come up with their business name and their brand name? Because of course, very similar to myself, Lee started out on social media. So picking the name Lee from America was just a fun Instagram name that has since turned into a full-blown lifestyle brand. She is an incredible entrepreneur. I would call her among the other serial entrepreneurs of the wellness Instagram community. And she's also just incredibly down to earth. She's become a close friend here in LA, which as you know, I am always so appreciative and over the top supportive of other wellness entrepreneurs in Los Angeles who are down to earth and friendly and want to hang out in and outside of the wellness space because she's just one of those people who you can tell by looking at her and by talking to her and just by soaking in her awesome down-to-earth energy that she's not, you know, in it for the rat race or in it for anything other than true, genuine friendship and also wanting to inspire other people to live happier, healthier, wellness-based lives. And something really cool other than the smoothie bowls that she's completely Insta-famous for and all of the other gorgeous food that she makes and um, the recipe styling and the photographs and all of that. She's also really into this incredible minimalist type of home decor with bright white colors and plants and succulents. And she really has inspired me. I told her this multiple times during the conversation, so you guys will hear when we talk about it, to rethink the way that I've done my space because my home space is sort of a collection of things from when I lived in New York, um, when I lived in my two-bedroom apartment here in Brentwood with my friend Laura, then transitioned to living by myself and framed a bunch of artwork that I love. I have my salt lamps and my candles and my photographs of people that I love. And I have kind of an array of all sorts of really colorful things, but I've been feeling really crowded in my space lately and seeing Lee's gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous studio apartment in Koreatown that she has just decorated so beautifully with dream catchers and plants, like I was saying, and everything else just really makes me rethink 
my space because I think, as Lee says in this episode, a cluttered space is a cluttered mind. And if you could see my desk that's sitting to my left, you would probably get a little glimpse into how cluttered my mind must be because this desk, you guys, is overflowing and out of control. So there's that. So her and I talk about everything from her new inspiration to really um, decorate her space in this lovely way and share via Instagram to her food styling, to how she turned her recipe Instagram into a full-time job and all sorts of wellness hacks, of course, because I have to ask all of my guests what their wellness hacks are because we have so much to learn from all of them. We talk about finding balance with exercise. Lee and I both are very open about our previous exercise addictions in life and, you know, kind of finding that balance between being obsessed with health, being over the top with it, and then scaling it back a little bit and living a life really rooted in wellness. Neither of us really drink alcohol, kind of similar to last week's episode. I think you're starting to see a theme with the people that I surround myself with. Not to say that I don't hang out with people who drink because trust me, I do. And I love all of them dearly. Uh, Even I drink from time to time. But I find it really fascinating when when young people decide not to drink alcohol. And I actually got a lot of, a lot, a lot of messages from you guys after last week's episode with Mary Beth LaRue because... I hope and I think that our conversation about not drinking alcohol made a lot of young people feel less alone, less isolated in their choices to feel happy, healthy, and balanced. So I'm absolutely positive that today's episode with Lee will make you feel the same way. She's phenomenal. I'm so excited to have her on. I'm also so excited to have a lot of you guys in the Soul on Fire Facebook group. You can search the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast tribe on Facebook. Send a request to join and it's really fun. People have been meeting that way, been meeting up in different cities. It's really cool. It's a tribe. It's a community. It's not about me or my guests all of the time. It's actually about you guys. So that's why we get together and chat and have these conversations so that we can connect with you and hopefully inspire you. And likewise, you guys inspire me every single day. So let's go ahead and dive on into the episode with the fabulous Lee from America. Okay. So it's almost getting funny, the fact that I start every single episode by saying I'm so excited about today's guest because I've never started one without saying that, but I'm really excited about today's guest. How could I not be? I have Lee Tillman. She is a good friend. She's a master food blogger, photographer, and really more of like a lifestyle fitness blogger and I think everybody knows her for her food photography. She posts these insanely amazing smoothie bowls and um, recipes of all kinds. You do toast, you do salads, you do everything. And um, she's just really cool. She moved to LA like a year and a half ago, two two years ago. And we got connected, we became friends. And I so appreciate her friendship because she's just such a down to earth grounded person, which our 
the only people I have on this podcast, but they're kind of hard to find, especially in Los Angeles and in literally every industry. So she's nodding her head. We'll definitely have to talk about that. Before I dive in and start asking her some questions, I want her to introduce herself to you guys so you can get to know her. Hi, guys. I'm Lee uh, of Lee from America. I've been living in LA for about two years and I'm a food stylist, recipe developer, food, fitness, kind of wellness lifestyle blogger, kind of turning more into that, moving away from just purely food styling. And I love healthy cooking. Um, Food has always been a huge part of my life ever since I can remember. It runs in my family. I have two professional cooks in my family, like Bloodline um, and like restaurant owners and cookbook authors and stuff. So as you can imagine, um, saying that my whole family is obsessed with food is an understatement, especially healthy food. So uh, ever since I can remember, I've been you know paying attention to the way that my dad cooks and the way that my mom balances salad to ice cream. Now I've kind of turned that into my career, which is a blessing, which I feel very lucky for. Yeah, that's so cool. I remember running into you like a while ago, a year ago, probably outside in Brentwood when you were working with Nutribullet and developing some recipes for them. And I just remember thinking, that is so cool after learning that you did that because I already knew about your blog and your social media presence and a lot of stuff that you did on there which is a whole career in itself, of course. So to learn that you were also doing recipe development for huge companies like Nutribullet, which at the time I was on their marathon team. So I was like, oh my God, we know so many of the same people. That's so cool at the Brentwood office. I just thought that was pretty amazing that you were able to sync all these different things that you love to do and make it a career, but not just like a one path career, multi-path. And I think that's part of what's so cool about what the internet gives us these days, especially those of us who use the internet as a career, even though it can be really alternative and it can be kind of like tricky and unstable and scary because it's different every single month, every single year. We don't know where social media is going, Instagram, all of that. So cool to see people like you who have dipped your hands into lots of different things. So we'll definitely get into what all of those things are. But before we go too far, I'm going to start with some of the little rapid fire questions that I've just started asking. I think you'll have really fun answers for some of these. So if you were a color, what color best represents your energy? I would say blue. I'm an Aquarius. So the ocean and just I'm attracted to like the color blue always have been azul and kind of like lapis, um, kind of like a crisp blue, like an ocean blue. Um, And I think that's because it's like a cool, calming, chill color. And I think that I have like outside, like I have a very like bubbly, outgoing personality. But deep down, I'm a very like introverted... I'm like an introverted extrovert. So I get so tired uh, being around like like big groups of people. And I like need my my calmness and my like self-care routine and my alone time to like regenerate and like be a functional human. So um, I think like blue definitely represents me the most. I love that answer. The person before you, Mary Beth LaRue, who will have been on the podcast by now, said the same thing. And I love that because blue is such... 
after both of you said this, I have a new appreciation for the color blue because it's expansiveness, it's the ocean, it's the sky, and it's deep inside of all of us. That's so true. We'll definitely have to talk about how you're an introverted extrovert because you strike me as such an extrovert. But I'm also an introverted extrovert, but you're just, you're so bubbly and you're so like people oriented, which I suppose I am too. People are usually surprised to hear, but definitely recharge alone for sure. Next question, a cartoon character that defines your childhood. DW from Arthur. I was the little sister. Um, I have an older sister and I was always kind of like the little rotten egg. (laughs) You're so DW. Troublemaker when I was little, like a little kid, just starting trouble, spilling milk all the time. Yes. (laughs) So do you think that your family would say that you would grow up to be a food stylist, food blogger? No, but I think that they didn't really, they they knew that the regular career path was not in my future. They they pushed me to get a, a, like a normal corporate job, you know, working for a big company with that financial security um, but I think that like it make, now that they really understand what I'm doing um, and seeing it as my career, um, that they are like, oh yeah, this makes total sense. Mm-hmm. But it took them a while to grasp what, what I was doing. <laughs> Especially when I first moved out here to Los Angeles, I was working part-time as a server to help supplement. When I first became a blogger, I was blogging part-time, but also serving and like waiting tables and hustling to make ends meet. Um, Cause I was like, completely on my own financially. And so I was really determined to prove to them, like, this is what I want to do. Like, take it seriously. Yeah. What restaurant did you serve? Um, I was working at Ostrich Farm in Echo Park. Cool. Like nine months. That's so cool to hear. So that was, so you stopped working there probably like a year and a half ago. Amazing. I've never been there. I should check it out. You have to introduce me to all the East Side spots. I, yeah, we should have an East Side date. So... Next question is, as a teenager, who was your celebrity crush? Oh, man, as a teenager? Um, or like a kid. As a kid, John Travolta from Greece. <laughs> yeah. <for laughs> he sure. was so cute. Or Freddie Prinze Jr., but definitely John Travolta. Yeah. Oh, man. I loved, I loved him, too. I still love him. Yeah. I think he's so cool, minus the whole Scientology thing. Not to offend anyone, yeah. but <laughs> I do think he's really cool. Yeah, and the severe Botox. But he just seems like a cool guy. So those are the beginning questions. I love hearing your answers. They're awesome. Also, is that, are those outdoor voices, pants? I feel like you're always wearing those in your pictures and they're so cute. Do you love them? I absolutely love them. I like started wearing them two years ago when they were still a tiny little company. And I remember like seeing their designs and their their color schemes and being like, this is so different from anything I've ever seen. Like all workout clothes are either like neon or black. And I love how they were just like really pretty, girly, feminine, also like neutral colors. And it's owned by a female, um, which I always love to support like female owned companies. And um, it's a friend of a friend's company as well. And I was just like, wow, this is so cool. They're totally approaching athleisure from like a different standpoint, like from kind of like a fashion forward standpoint. And I think that they like look good on all bodies and they're so comfortable. So I'm pretty obsessed. I have an addiction. They come out with new colors like every five weeks. And it's always a problem when they send that email out because I'm like, oops, I'm going to go in my pair. Like, oh, 
Hudson just... Oh my goodness. Hudson is flipping and turning in the corner. But I'm so happy because Lee's not allergic to him. And a lot of people lately have been allergic to him, which is always just so sad because... I just want, he thinks he's a human and well, he is a human in my eyes. So he doesn't understand when he can't just cuddle up with everybody. He's kind of hyper right now. This is like his hyper time of day. 3 p.m. for anyone who's uh, not with us. Yeah. He's more of like a nocturnal little wild man. Um, But he is hyper. Hi, Squeaks. Do you know that I'm talking about you? Yeah. Oh, he's hopping up on the couch. He knows. See what I mean? He's literally a human. He just walked from the other side of the room so he could sit with us. So what I'm really interested to hear from you, Lee, before we dive into, because I really do want to hear all about your journey to what you do now and all of that. But um, something, because you said that you're going to plate fit tonight, which for everyone who's listening is this awesome workout um, in Brentwood. Or I think there's a few different locations, also in West Hollywood. And um, living in Los Angeles, we have so many options for where to exercise at any given time, especially as a fitness blogger. There's always events and all those kinds of things. So what are your favorite workouts right now? Okay. So right now, um, really into soul cycle, weightlifting and hit. And weightlifting is a completely new ballgame for me. Like, like last year, I would have been like, weightlifting? No. But after doing so much cardio and being like a cardio freak for the past 10 years, I'm really researching the ways that strength training can actually be really, really good for your body and be good for your adrenals and your hormones and how cardio, too much cardio can actually throw off your balance. So we can get into that later. Mm -hmm. But like really focusing on like like strength and weightlifting and not like feeling like I need to run or sweat to work out and like enjoying actually like starting to really enjoy weightlifting and like doing deadlifts and squats and it makes me feel like such a badass when I'm in the gym yeah. like where all the dudes are and I'm like excuse me I'm gotta get the weights you know like move out of the way so where do you exercise at Equinox and then I do Soul Cycle like twice a week just because I love the community and I love the way that it makes me feel and the endorphins. And I love, like I am, I am very cardiovascularly, like, you know, some people like can't do cardio, yeah. like, car- like cardio is just like runs in my family. Like we're all very like cardio people. So mm-hmm. I do love my cardio and I like to be in shape for like going on hikes and stuff like that. Um, and also like, that's another thing, like doing hikes with friends as exercise has been like yeah. so fun and so refreshing. And then, yeah, like I go to Equinox classes sometimes. I go to Metcon, which is like a hit class. And I do that twice a week. Always leaves me so depleted and so sore. Makes me feel like a badass. It's like an interval class like that. I love those kinds of classes. Yeah. You do a lot of exercise in a good way. Like that's a lot of really awesome stuff. I feel like lately, I was kind of telling you this before we started recording, just been doing yoga and I just started lifting weights again and it feels so good. It does make you feel like such a badass and it's incredible for hormones and adrenals and um, fat burning. I mean, people think that cardio is the best way to burn fat, but getting those muscles moving is amazing for that. So that's That's a good point for sure. That's really cool. Well, I like hearing that, especially because I'm such an internal cardio bunny also. Um, And I know that you have been a runner for a long time. And um, we've shared similar stories with 
exercise, um, even over-exercise. And I think it sounds like you've found a good balance for what works for you. So maybe you could get into a little bit about what that over-exercising journey slash recovery from that looked like for you. I know you've talked about it on your blog. It was such a greatly written post. So everybody who's listening should definitely go check out her blog, which we'll have all in the show notes and find that post. Maybe you can tell us what it's called and then tell us the story straight from you. Cool. The post is called Over-Exercising, Am I Fit Enough? And that I found that that was a question that I was asking myself a lot last year, especially breaking into the fitness food blogosphere where we're pretty much... I would say it's our responsibility to be not only in shape and fit, but constantly bettering ourselves. And as America's culture and obsession with like fitness is kind of like booming right now, like with all these new workouts and especially living in Los Angeles, if we have like a microscope on us, um, I felt the pressure last year that I was working out to feel like a relief from stress. And then all of a sudden that turned into stress if I wasn't working out. And I found that happened very silently and it kind of like switched from like, a, oh, I, this is something that I do for myself to feel good about myself and to feel, you know, like energized and sleep better and, and you know, help with my focus and, you know, all those good things turned into like, if I don't work out today... I'm not going to be in a good mood and I'm going to be anxious and stressed and um, what's going to happen? I'm going to, am I going to lose my like shape and my muscles in two days? Like I had like, you know, a week where I didn't exercise and I thought that I'd lost like all the, I'd made such progress in my like fitness journey and I thought that I was going to lose it. Um, but I over-exercised to the point of like my muscle fatigued um, and I was like, my legs were collapsing um, while like working out like in class and like my legs like were like locking and stuff. And I was like, like experiencing like muscle, like severe exhaustion um, without like doing any rest days. And my, I guess I should say my rest days were like yoga days or hikes. And that is a very sneaky way of getting in exercise, but that's still exercise. Like now I incorporate like one full rest day a week where I'm, you know, obviously you can like go, go do stuff. Not, it's okay if you like go walk around, but like, you know, on those days, like stay in bed a little bit later, take a nap, you know, like drive somewhere instead of walk, like, like try not to let that, like do it, got to do fitness all the time, take control. But I found that like the balance was really hard for me because I was like growing up, I was always like really, really healthy for six months. And then I'd get like really unhealthy for six months. And I couldn't like strike a balance as I was like entering my fitness journey. And then I found that like, I would get really obsessed with working out to the point where I would like miss out on social obligations and like turn down hanging out with my friends to work out like alone. And then I was like, is that really what I want to do? Like, is that the kind of person that I want to be? Do I really, do, what do I value? Like, obviously I value health and fitness and stuff, but friendships are really important. And like, I was fearful of going out to dinner because that would maybe like make me like wake up late and miss my workout in the morning. So now I just really keep checks and balances on myself and make sure I'm enjoying myself and make sure I'm going out to dinner if I want to. Also keeping the the routine up, but also like sometimes like not planning out my workouts and waking up in the morning and seeing what my body wants instead of being like, okay, on Tuesday, I'm going to spin. On Wednesday, I'm doing yoga. On Thursday, I'm doing HIIT. 
but being like, okay, what do I feel like today? Do I feel like working out? Like sometimes just like asking yourself that has been like really helpful for me in my journey. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing with us. I think that's so inspiring and it's true. I mean, so many of us have been in that position, especially I think people who um, write about fitness and blog about fitness and photograph fitness and go to fitness events and all of that stuff. It is, I definitely have felt the pressure, like you mentioned, to um, not only to like look fit and feel that way, but also to just kind of like be up on all the latest trends and try everything. So I think the tip that you gave to listen to your body when you first wake up in the morning is the best thing that anybody could do for themselves. So that's super helpful. And I think um, it also kind of goes to show that you have created this lifestyle for yourself where you can where you can wake up in the morning and just think like, oh, do I want to do this workout or do I want to go to yoga or maybe I'll stay home and get some work done. And that's the kind of flexible schedule that I also love and thrive off of. So maybe you could give a few tips for people listening about... um, Well, I guess before you give tips about how to have that kind of flexible schedule, tell us a little bit about your journey to doing this full time. I mean, you told us about the restaurant, the serving and all of that, but how did you start blogging and like what was kind of, what was the driving force for you? I would say that I started like three years ago working in the restaurant industry as a assistant to a restaurateur. So I was helping him open up restaurants and I was helping him with his social media, his PR and his events. And... Um, I loved it. I was there for a year. And um, the restaurant that I helped open up specifically was called Chalk Point Kitchen, which is a market-to-table restaurant in Soho. Yeah. And he put me in charge of the social media page. And I had so much fun like building a brand. Um, And I really saw how like, you know, if you build your social media, that can be really, really great for for a business or a person, you know, just like building... So like, I saw the importance of a social media presence. And this is back in like 2013. So I started my Instagram as a creative outlet because working in the restaurant industry, if anyone's worked in corporate or non-corporate, can be crazy hours, not the healthiest lifestyle, going out to drinks with clients, late nights, early mornings, lots of coffee, not a lot of breaks, like, you know, responding to emails on the weekends, just... And living in New York City where everything's go, go, go. I started joining a running group in New York called um, Bridge Runners. And I got really into running. And I uh, stopped drinking for like three months. And I was like, okay, I'm going to dedicate myself to health. And I started drinking smoothie bowls because I was training for a half marathon. And I um, was experimenting with veganism. And I decided that I was going to like sometimes post my smoothie bowls on Instagram. And at that point I had like a normal Instagram. And I like I noticed that like my smoothie bowls had like three times the likes that any other photos that I posted did. And at this point I was like still paying attention to what I was posting and trying to make my page look pretty and all that stuff. And people were like, start a blog, start a blog. And I was like, oh God, no. Like I had a blog in college called For the Love of Peanut Butter, which was an eating disorder recovery blog, which was really popular, but I deleted it in 2008 because it was too much as an 18 year old in college, like a freshman in college. Like it was, I was posting each meal that I ate three times a day. And so I had like no social life. Yeah, it was crazy. So I was like, okay, I don't want to start another blog, but 
I'll just like keep this Instagram. And then free people found my my smoothie bowl Instagram or whatever. It was my normal Instagram. If you like scroll down, if you go down all the way for like a while, you'll see it. it's my normal Instagram. <laughs> so, you know, it shows my journey. So I like was okay. I was like, okay, free people is going to come over and photograph my smoothie bowls. I better get an actual blog. This is going to be important. And I was like, hey, free people, like, do you mind like posting the smoothie bowl photo from our shoot on your Instagram and tag me? And they were like, yeah, sure. Just watch out. You're going to get a lot of followers. And I was like, well, that's what I want. I got like 10,000 followers in two days. I know. This is back in the day when that kind of stuff happened. When, cause it was, I was like the smoothie bowl person. Yeah. Like now everyone has smoothie bowls, but it was literally like 15 people on the internet doing that. Like yeah. it was very small. Yeah. So like they Instagrammed it and it, it got me like 10,000 followers. And from there, like so many different brands reached out. And then I realized I could start kind of like monetizing a little bit and asking brands for money. And so I started doing that on the side, still kept my restaurant job. And then I, or my, I guess I should say my corporate restaurant job. And then I decided to move to New York like three months after that free people thing happened because I was building it and it was growing in followers. Like I was at 15,000 a couple months later and then 20. And then I was like, I need to move to LA because I want to be in the health and wellness scene. I want to live a healthier, balanced life. And I also want to work for myself. And it's more affordable to do that in LA than in New York. So I bought a plane ticket one way. My family was like, don't go. And I was like, I'm going, I'm doing it. Like knew like no one here, and I got a job serving, which was so different for me because I was usually on the corporate side managing servers, and this now I was a server, um, which was very humbling. And I was blogging on the side, so I'd like blog all day and then like work all night and wait tables and build my Instagram. Like like build, 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 and like then I got that job at Nutribullet as a recipe developer for four months as their in-house recipe developer as like a freelance job. It was the best thing that ever happened to me because it really gave me the confidence to be like, whoa, this is real. Nutribullet found me on Instagram and they just hired me to be their in-house recipe developer and food photographer. And like, if you go to their website, like I took like 90% of those photos. Like it's crazy. It's so cool. And they helped me so much like... Basically, just like they taught me so much. I learned so much at that job and I loved it. And I helped them work on their new product, like their veggie bullet and all this stuff. And like, I love their brand, love their smoothie, um, love their like bullet. I use it all the time for like hemp milk and stuff like that. It's the best. And then after that, after our contract ended, I since then have just been like, working with brands and like doing events and things like that and like living the blogger life. And it's been such a journey working from home, I live alone, is definitely not for everyone. Um, There are some days that I... Like in the beginning, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? I do. I love living alone. I don't know how I'm ever going to go back to living with someone or ever like move in with someone. (laughs) I think I should, but like living alone... Like today was like so hot in my apartment. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to turn the fan on and take my pants off. Like I, I was just like, I can do that. And like, you don't have to like worry about like waking anyone up with your blender at 6am. And like, I mean, like I'm a grandma. I go to bed at 9.30pm and I don't have to worry about someone coming home drunk and being like loud or whatever. And also I just love the responsibility and like the badassery that I feel every day when I'm like paying my bills and my rent. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm doing this by myself. Like, this is awesome. I'm living alone. Bills and all. What a journey. I love hearing all of that. It's so cool. And... 
I couldn't agree more. Living alone is literally the best thing in the whole entire world. I also don't know how I will ever go back from living alone. Um, It's just amazing. I mean, I don't live alone because I have Hudson, but I do. I mean, I'm the only human and it's, it's so nice. It's just like... Like you said, you can wake up, you can make whatever you want. You can be as loud. I like turn that KitchenAid up and it's so insanely loud and I just don't have to worry about it at all. And that's amazing. And it really is a testament to how hard you've worked and you made this happen. And I can't believe you moved here just knowing a couple of people that... I mean, this is a scary thing to do, but you've made so many friends. You've really become like such an integral part of the Los Angeles wellness community. I feel like you've been here forever. Yeah. Do you, I remember where we met. Do you? I We met at... Um, was it with Sophie? Yeah. It was an infatuation yeah. event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember I was like, I follow this girl on Instagram. I love those smoothie bowls. And Oh yeah. The other thing I was going to say is I totally know what you're talking about in terms of how much social media has changed and how back in the day, if free people posted you or like, um, I got posted by just like a couple random like fitness accounts that I don't even know if they exist anymore. Thousands of followers in, in an hour. And it was so fun to watch. Because it, it was so much less saturated. Yeah. And now like people reposting and, and shouting other people out was so normal now. Yeah. But back then it was like, if like someone like shouted you out, like it could change your life. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It was so fun. It was like, that was like an addiction in itself in a good way though. When I would get reposted by some of those accounts, there was one called Effortless, but it was like Effort L-Y-S-S. It was a girl named Alyssa. I really don't know if she's still blogs or anything. But at the time she had 40,000 followers on Instagram, which was at the time huge, like huger than life because even like huge companies, big celebrities at this time, they had about like 40,000. So she did because she was just super fit and shared like Fitspo and all of that kind of stuff. She posted, oh, we did like a shout out for each other. This was, this is so funny. This was in like 2012. 2013. And yeah, I remember I was driving to a yoga class. I was in Sacramento from my house to the yoga studio. It was like 15 minutes, 4,000 followers during my drive. And I just remember thinking, this is fun. This is going to be really fun to grow this. And that was when I learned that I was an entrepreneur. I, I went to school for creative writing and all of a sudden I had this like business mind all the time. And it's really cool to that um that we have the option to do those kinds of things. So a question I have for you, I was thinking about this before you came over. Who, when you started your account, were some of the people who inspired you the most? Oh man, honestly, I have to say you were one of them. I remember like reading about your story and reading your book. Like, like it was like at my library, like at my local library and watching your like little bit on the Today Show and like seeing like how open and honest you are on your blog. And I was just like, wow, that girl has guts. And like so inspiring to see like how you came out about something that, you know, could have been detrimental in so many ways. And you were so open and honest about it. And you were like willing to stay true to yourself on like national, like news was very like inspiring to me. I would say like 
in terms of accounts, I can't really remember, but I, I was definitely inspired from one restaurant that I worked at when I was in college um, in my hometown of Fairfield, Connecticut called Catch a Healthy Habit. And it was the first raw vegan restaurant that I like ever worked at. And they taught me a lot about like putting fun stuff in your smoothies that like, it wasn't kind of like a Jamba Juice, you know? It was like, he was putting like sprouted cashews and smoothies, goji berries, like Himalayan sea salt and dates and like kale and herbs. And I remember just being like, whoa. And this was back in like 2008, 2009. Everything was raw, organic. And I was so inspired by that. So he definitely inspired, Glenn, the owner, definitely inspired like my smoothie bowl kick. So cool. That was probably like a foreign concept at that time. Everyone was like, oh yeah, that place is going to close and they're still open like 10 years later. I want to check them out. You probably go there every time you're home and you're just like, yep, I know this place. I love that. There's... There's one raw vegan restaurant in Sacramento where I grew up and it was kind of the same thing. Um, I think they, I don't know when they opened, but I started going there because I was always into health and high school and stuff, not like I am now, but I was always interested. It's called the Green Bohem. And to this day, there's nothing like this like banana ice cream that they make. It's all raw vegan with this, I don't know what they make their chocolate sauce from and these caramelized walnuts. It's this huge sundae. It's probably the most liked photo on my Instagram. And that was from years ago, just because, I mean, you cannot look at that and not die. It's just so delicious. If you're ever in Sacramento, you'll have to go there. It's incredible. Um, Oh, wait, I remember one of my, I loved Lonnie Jane. I still honestly love her pose. And she's moved away from food and more into like, you know, like mom stuff. And I like still, I'm just like, you're such a babe. Yeah, she is. And she's, she lives where? Hawaii or? Australia. Like she lives this like oceanic, like jungle life in this like gorgeous house, like in Brisbane or something. And I'm just like, you're so tan. You're always pregnant and glowing and beautiful. And your kids are so cute. And she's like such a doll. So she was a huge inspiration. Her photos are stunning. Like what camera is that? Right? I know. I would love to know. Um, So who are some of your favorite accounts now? Now that you're in the world of it, you probably have so many faves that you check out on the daily. Okay. So on the daily, it's like you, Rachel Mansfield, Allison Wu, Courtney, uh, Real Foodology. I guess I should say everyone's account name. Like Rachel Mansfield. Okay. Shut the kale up. Love her. Mind Body Green, which is like one of the only kind of like brands that I kind of follow. Like I love their posts and their quotes and stuff. Allison Wu is like this Portland-based food stylist and she's newer on the scene, but I see such potential in her. And we may be doing like an event together this later this year. Um, and she's actually visiting Los Angeles and staying with me for the first time tomorrow. And we've never met. We've just been Insta friends and like have Skyped and stuff. But we have like such like a little like connection and I just like love her work and like see so much of myself and her that I'm just like, let's do stuff. So those are like the accounts that I... Oh, and then this like random girl in Portland called Anna Louise. I've shouted her out on my stories before, but her home, I'm really into home decor. If you haven't noticed that I've been posting more of my home. Like I'm so into like home decor, which I didn't know until like last year where I got my own apartment and started living by myself. And this girl, Anna, Anna Louise lives in Portland and like, like always posts like beautiful plants and like vintage rugs. And like, she's really like bohemian minimal style with like ceramics and stuff. So I'm always just like totally oogling over her house. It's adorable. 
Is that what you posted the other day on your story and said home goals or something? Yeah. Yeah. That was her? Yeah. Okay. Because I started like stalking her after that because... So you wouldn't believe it from my apartment because there's kind of like a mismatch of like everywhere I've lived previously and a lot of unopened boxes because that's just my life. But I also, I I love the style that you always post about. Um, I don't consider myself as like super into home decor because I don't know if my mind conceptualizes things that way. I wish it did. I mean, I think it, it maybe it would if I ever like gave myself the chance to actually furnish a home like exactly how I would want to. But everything you post, I'm obsessed with. Like your apartment from the photos and I can't wait to see it in person is so cute. And you guys have to go check it out on her Instagram. She has like bright whites and succulents and plants and like all those plants by your bed and that little like dream catchery thing. What is that? A little wall hanger I made. Yeah, you made yeah. it? Oh yeah. Oh my God. I picked a stick from Echo Park when I was on a hike and then I bought a bunch of string. And um, just like went to town. I have like four of them around my apartment. I love them. So cool. I think it's really cool that you're starting to incorporate that into your brand a little bit more into your social media. And you could even do blog posts on it because it's kind of, it is a lifestyle. Like we always talk about, it's not just food. It's not just fitness. It's also, and it's not home decor. It's like space, like the space in which you live is so in, in a part of you. It's so much a part of who you are. And if you have a Zen space and you are able to clear out your clutter, and this is something I work on every day and I like run around my apartment every day with a vacuum and I'm throwing things away and I get rid of like 10 bags of clothes a month. And it sounds silly, but when, when you live the blog lifestyle, that kind of stuff accumulates. And I don't think it's, I'm not saying that to sound cool. I actually, I get stressed. I, I don't have a lot of space. So I'm constantly running around with like garbage bags and going to Goodwill. And, um, and this is a good problem to have, but the problem that is not good is that like my head gets cluttered when my space is cluttered. So, um, you should know. I've been very inspired by your photos of your apartment. I'm actually looking into redecorating, like really refurnishing because I'll probably stay in this apartment for a while unless I get like a big inspiration to move to a different neighborhood or something. If I stay in Brownwood, I'll for sure stay here. Um, I just want it to be so me. Like, I don't know. I definitely resonate with... um, with like everything that you've been posting about that. So what would be your tips for people like me who are looking to renovate and like refurnish or even just like kind of spruce up their space and make it feel a little bit more in alignment with who they are? So that's a really good question. And like the thing that's so much fun about like designing your space, at least for me, is that like I never considered myself like into like home decor or even design. But when I started to like embark on my like health and wellness journey, I really realized that like you were saying before, like space, the space that you live in or reside in or even work in, like your work desk is so important because a cluttered desk is a cluttered mind. My like fifth grade teacher told me that and was like, would yell at you if you had, you know, papers on your desk. Like it's so important, especially you too, you studied writing. As like a writer, we are absorbing everything we're seeing. So if we're writing and we see a mess, well, our brains will think 
okay, anxiety, like mess is anxiety. So just like starting by like decluttering, like you're saying like one day a month, like I do the same thing. I'd take food to good uh, to the Salvation Army and I take clothes to Goodwill. Um, and I like look up a local church that needs food and, and as a food blogger, so much food, you know? But I also like clean out my clothes and there's this really good tip for clothes. Like every year hang your clothes backwards, like away from you when you're hanging them up. And then at the end of the year, the clo- well, then when you wear them again, hang them the other way. And if you don't wear any clothes, from the- they're always hung the other way and you'll know. And then you throw those clothes away. You can even do that every six months. But for in terms of like decorating, I would say like perusing... Um, Pinterest and like finding other people's homes that inspire you because everyone's style is different. Personally, me, I like white, bright white and plants, minimal style, kind of like a little bit like vintage bohemian, but like California too, but everyone's different. So like finding like um, apartment therapy is a great Instagram account. Um, they have like, you know, a million followers and they always post different types of um, homes and things like that. And just like making a Pinterest board and just like making very small changes over a period of time. Like I think doing a big redecorating thing can be really overwhelming. For me, I did it very slowly. I've been living in my apartment since August and I'm still working on it. Like when I moved in, I had no furniture because it took me a while to figure out what I needed. And I was really careful about what pieces I bought and what pieces what I was going to bring in because I didn't want it cluttered and I didn't want to overdo it. And so for me, it was really slow and small by small. And like, I think plants always make everything better. So I would say like investing in a little bit of green, even if it's succulent, if you don't get a lot of light, like it's succulents can be great. And like, especially around your workspace, your bed and having like a little succulent by your kitchen windowsill and just like watching something green and grow and taking care of it has been like really awesome. Yeah, those are good tips. I'm going to implement those. I've been pretty much obsessing about it, to be honest, to redecorate. And and it was truly inspired by you. It was um, one of the photos that you posted from your bed. Well, I was inspired by this photo in many ways because it was this whole thing about like you were staying home, you woke up, you were kind of had overexerted yourself. And so you decided to take the day to take care of yourself. And it was a photo from your bed, which by the way, did somebody take that or was that self-timer? Self-timer. Self-timer. Yeah. Okay. Clearly, I've been thinking a lot about this picture. So it was beautiful. And oh, I was in Bora Bora and um, I was with my parents. We had the best time. And that's when I saw that photo. And um, I woke up. I had been up almost all night with a migraine. Horrible. Like menstrual migraine. Just the worst thing ever. Actually, I'll have to get to the bottom of it so I can like talk about it on the podcast and give tips for people who have dealt with similar things. But I was like totally throwing up and up all night and like miserable. And I woke up and it was one of our last days on our trip. And also it's like desert heat there. And so my parents were texting me, um, meet us in the gym. And I was going to do it because of course, it's like that was our routine every morning. And we were having so much fun going to the gym, the three of us and like getting breakfast afterwards. And I saw your photo and I texted my parents back. I was like, just go without me. I'll meet you at breakfast. And they're the first type of people to completely understand and be like, cool, you're yeah, do whatever. Um, But I don't think I would have done that if I hadn't have seen your post. And yeah, I know. And I needed to, I needed that time. Like who goes to the gym first thing in the morning in the desert heat after having a, my, yeah, like, oh my God, it was just an obvious choice. But 
but I was so enjoying like our routine and our the fitness center was so nice. And also like when you open up Instagram, like it's all about like, let's get this morning started. Let's like get your butt to the gym and, you know, be, be like, I, I know what you mean because we all need that inspiration. But like, what about inspiration to stay in bed? Yeah. We need more of that. I had the best morning in bed. Oh my God, I got to read a book. Like that's what vacation is for. I mean, it was it was the clear choice. So I was so happy to have seen that. So something that I really wanted to talk to you about, because um, I know this is important to both of us and our audiences, are hormones. Um, as women, in, and especially women who exercise frequently and put so much effort into taking care of ourselves. It can be very, very frustrating when our hormones are not cooperating with us. And um, I know you've dealt with some hormonal imbalances, which who hasn't these days? Like even people who don't know it are probably dealing with hormone imbalances and people who are listening, who are struggling with their skin or their weight or their sleep, it could very much be related to hormones. So I would love to hear you share your journey and let us know what what helped you. So it started like three years ago where when I went to the dermatologist and um, she checked my, my horm- like my blood levels and my hormones because I was getting like pimples around my chin and my neck and my jawline. And that is a sign of hormonal acne. And I wasn't getting crazy cystic acne, but it was definitely annoying. And I kept thinking it was bacterial because that's what, you know, the media tells you with sweat. And um, and it's like, that's not sweat. Like that jawline stuff is, is hormones. So she said that my hormones were super off. My estrogen was low and my testosterone was high. And I also wasn't getting my period. And she said, go to an endocrinologist. So... I waited a year and a half and um, went to an endocrinologist and um, she was like, oh yeah, you have PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I like broke down and cried and I went home and this is like last year. So I was like, how do I, like someone who literally is trying to be healthy for a living, have a hormonal imbalance? Like this is heartbreaking for me. Like they told me that I might not be able to get pregnant one day and I might be like destined for a life of hair loss and cystic acne and imbalanced weight and um, anxiety and depression and bone loss, like all these crazy things. And she was like, well, you know, there's no cure. So go on birth control. And I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure the way to healing a hormonal imbalance is not to put in artificial hormones. It was a personal choice, nothing against birth control, but I knew I wanted to go the natural route. And so I bought a book called Woman Code and I started reading about how you can um, heal your hormones through diet and lifestyle, but mainly diet. And I took a big, long, honest look at my diet, which was at the time vegan, lots of bananas and lots of sugar and carbohydrates and fruit, and um, also lots of cardio exercising. And I had a bunch of other symptoms besides the acne, but um, I really looked at this book and this protocol I realized that my like diet was not as healthy as I thought it was. Like eating a bunch of fruit for breakfast with no protein or fat was not necessarily the healthiest thing for my body, especially with someone with a hormonal imbalance. So I, um, the book inspired me to start incorporating more fish and eggs and more healthy fats into my diet. And I managed to get rid of all of my 
symptoms that I was experiencing through my hormonal imbalance, through food and, and exercise and like cutting out coffee and learning to like support my adrenals and like implementing self-care rituals, like taking baths twice a week and hanging out with other people that support my lifestyle choices and um, going to bed earlier and waking up earlier. And um, I usually hit a 3 p.m. slump every day. Like that's just like how like in Ayurveda, like I am a morning person and 3 p.m. is my downtime. And so like for so long, I fought that and I would like have a cup of tea or coffee or like a snack at 3 p.m. Like try to make it through the rest of the day. And now at 3 p.m., like luckily I work for myself, so I have a flexible schedule, but I will go on an errand or stop working or lay down or do LED light therapy or call a friend or read. Like I don't have to force myself to work through those like mental blocks because at 3 p.m. is when my brain stops. So like learning more about myself and stuff and like eating, eating with for my hormones, I guess, has been like really helpful. Oh my God. I'm going to run out and buy the woman code. You're the second person this week to tell me that, Rachel. Did you recommend it to Rachel Mansfield? Yeah. Yeah, So she said the same thing, that it was life-changing. So yeah, I mean, all of that is so helpful. And it's true. Eating for our hormones is a real thing. And high fat can be really helpful for that. I mean, definitely read the book, everybody listening. Um, because it's it's so important. And I think um, especially with Instagram and all of the beautiful vegan meals that we see on social media, people think, oh yeah, I could have a smoothie with all these bananas and top it with berries. And like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, for some of us, that is not the ideal breakfast slash lunch slash dinner. I mean, I used to eat that way all the time when I was vegan. So to incorporate more things and be a little bit more lenient with ourselves while also getting to know ourselves. And um, I love what you said about Ayurveda because I... Total. I mean, I totally get that. Like it's 3.35 right now. And I think we've both like, because I'm like you, I think, yeah, here we are with that. Because right when we started this, I was telling you like, I feel so scattered. I'm all over the place. And it is because like this is because it's been go, go, go since the morning. But I know, I love that. Pitta. I'm super Pitta. Yeah. Pitta with a little bit of Vata. Vata is like, Vata is the air sign. So the air coming up through you and making you less grounded than the pitta is supposed to be. Pitta's fire and pitta should generally be super grounded, but we get all this vata energy from Los Angeles. So, and like life and everything else and working for ourselves and hustling and it's a lot. But, um, I also heard a really interesting thing. Um, Gretchen Rubin, the Happiness Project author, and she has a podcast and all this other stuff. She was on another podcast that I listened to recently. And she was talking about how people are inherently either morning or night people. And there's a lot of other criteria that she goes off of. She has books about it, um, about everything that there is with personality. It's so interesting. But as far as being a morning or night person, she said, you can try to fight your internal clock but it's not a good idea. Like ultimately, if you're a night person, embrace it and find that flow at 11 p.m. Find that like brain flow and do all your work and then sleep in. And if you're a morning person, go to bed and don't try to like force yourself to be out all night with people. And I liked that. It just, she gave so much permission to just be exactly who we are. Yeah. I want to read all of her books. I'm so 
such a morning person. And last night I forced myself to go out, stayed out till 12, which is not even late. And I am like a zombie today because mm-hmm. I will wake up no matter what at 6 a.m. So even if I go to bed at 3, 6 a.m. I'm up. It's yeah. like an internal clock. And it's yeah. been like that for years. Yeah. And she gives that permission to just like know yourself, embrace it. And people who judge you for that or people who are upset because you're not on their cycle or rhythm or whatever it is, they're probably not, you know, the most supportive people to have around. And and she was talking about the fact that she's a morning person. Her husband's more of a night person and it's not a problem for them. Like if you just respect the other person, it's like what an hour difference that they really end up like going to bed. And um, I found that so interesting because I always like to hear when people give permission to just be exactly who we are and not try to change. Yeah, exactly. I know. Me too. Um, Yeah, that's really cool to hear about how you've dealt with all of that. And um, have you gotten any updates on the the tests that you had, like the hormone imbalances and that kind of stuff? Well, so I technically don't have the cysts on my ovaries, but you don't need that to have PCOS. So as of now, my hormones are back to balance. But PCOS is something that kind of like will always kind of still be there, perhaps. Yeah. Well, you will keep managing it. And it sounds like you're doing an amazing job, which is, yeah, it's a lifestyle. Exactly. So I know that you don't drink alcohol, correct? Is there, do you feel so much better without drinking alcohol? Or is there just specific reasons that you made that choice? This is something I'm personally fascinated by because I'm always cutting out alcohol and drinking a little bit and then cutting it out. And I just don't like drinking. So I think it's also cool when um, really social fun people don't drink because that's another like permission to just be ourselves. So uh, in college, I drank like I was the party girl. After college, party girl. Living in New York, party city. Like life of the party, always going out for drinks, loved drinking and then didn't love it anymore. And then realized that it was getting in the way of what I wanted to achieve in life in ways of like, you know, a couple of drinks at night would make me wake up in the morning and not want to go to the gym. And then I wouldn't want to go eat something healthy. And then I would feel a little bit depressed all day because it's alcohol is a depressant. But I was having so much fun. Like I was young and like lively. And I'm so glad I got that phase out of my life. But um, now I like the last time I drank was... like my cousin's wedding last April. And I don't like to say like I'm sober or anything because like tonight if I'm out to dinner and I want a glass of wine, I would absolutely give myself that. But I haven't wanted that in like 10 months, which is crazy. But like I had a a little glass of champagne at my cousin's wedding last April and I was, got like buzzed after a couple of sips and I couldn't even finish it. Um, But I was like, oh, cool. I just had some champagne. Great. No big deal. Don't need that again. But like now, like sometimes when I go out, I'll go to a bar that has kombucha. If I do go to a bar, especially living in LA, we can get that. If I go to a party, I bring a six pack of booch. Mm -hmm. So it feels like I'm drinking um, or I sip on water. And I am like so grateful. I'm not in a place anymore that I am embarrassed by it. But like two years ago, I was so nervous that people would judge me for not drinking. And I felt so embarrassed. I felt pressure to drink. Like I felt like peer pressure. And I felt like, oh my gosh, if I go out and drink water, everyone's going to think I'm such a loser. And now I'm so much more confident in myself and my lifestyle choices. Like I know it's best for me and I don't feel good when I drink. So 
I'm not going to drink because I need to be the best possible version of myself. And if you guys are my friends, you'll understand. Yeah. I love that. It's another, another example of just doing you. And I can totally, yeah. I mean, I've made a lot of the similar decisions and it's crazy because I've, I've gone like six months, seven months, eight months without even touching alcohol and it doesn't look good to me. And then lately I've just been like having some cocktails here and there and that's fun too. It just, it's like different phases in your life. So the last question I have for you before we wrap up is, do you have any latest and greatest wellness hacks or wellness tips? This is something I'm pretty fascinated with. I I always get obsessed with things and I'm sure you know of some cool stuff. LED light therapy. It's amazing. Tell us that. Okay. So basically it's a bunch of lights like body wraps and there's lights on the other side and there's like 10 different settings and you place them on different parts of your body to heal different things. I've been putting it on my face and I have noticed an increase of like collagen and color in my skin and like my hair has grown and my skin has grown because it actually like rapid fires your collagen and your gut lining. So I've been using it to heal my gut my collagen, also using it to heal my hormones and my PCOS. And I also have a bad knee. So I've been wrapping it, my knee in it like every single night. And I do it for an hour every day in the morning when I wake up. Where can we find these? So I get mine from um, this girl named Heather Parkins and her Instagram is at Holistic Light Therapy and she sells them and rents them. So if you live in Southern California, you can rent them from her. If you live anywhere else in America, you can buy them from her. Amazing. I'm going to try that. That's something I've never tried before. I mean, LED light therapy is like you can go pay money to like get an LED light therapy facial. You can also just like buy a set and have it in your home and like do it every single day and like have your friends over and do like LED light therapy. I like totally was like, wow, this sounds so woo woo when I first heard about it, but now I'm obsessed. I love it. Nothing ever sounds woo woo to me because I love all of it. Yeah, you knew I would be into it. Okay, and actually I have one more question before you before we finish because I know that people are going to want to know this and I want to know this. What are your top three must-haves always in your pantry? Oh, wow. Okay, almond butter, ghee. Love like Himalayan um, salt ghee from Fourth and Heart. And then uh, let's see here. Matcha. So good. Yes, you love your matcha. You guys have to go check out her bright green matcha pictures. They're out of this world. They're so pretty. I die. Um, Really, all of her photos are though. All her food photos and all of her everything else. So... Lee, tell everybody where they can find you. Okay, cool. My Instagram is at Lee from America. And then my blog is www.leefromamerica.com. Wait, I have to know. I've always wondered this. Where did you come up with that name? It came to me like four or five years ago, five years ago. And I just went with it. I'm the only, I was like, I wonder if Lee from America has taken it. And it wasn't. So I was like, cool. I love how general yet so specific it is. Yeah. I love it too. I think it suits you very well. I love it because it has nothing to do with food or like smoothie photography or food styling or fitness. I love it for that. Yeah, it's just you. I like that. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. We'll have her back soon, guys. She's the best. We would talk even longer, but but I have to go to therapy. So (laughs) that's why we're bouncing. But we'll have her back. And thanks for listening, guys. You're the best. Bye. Bye.